The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are taking a look. At the top questions facing the Jacksonville Jaguars entering divisional round weekend, they are traveling to Kansas City to take on Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the like. This Saturday, 4.30 p.m., again, it is the divisional round of the playoffs. The winner of this contest will punch a ticket to the AFC South title game. The stakes could not be higher for the Jaguars this weekend, and Each weekend that they progress forward, each game that they win, they are in uncharted territory for a lot of the players on the team, but their head coach, Doug Peterson, he has been been here and done this in the past, right? He has taken his team to the Super Bowl. He has been in a lot of different playoff games. He has been to the divisional round of the playoffs. What he hasn't had to do is take down Andy Reid in the playoffs, but that's the task here. That is the task for the Jacksonville Jaguars, going into Kansas City, taking down probably the team that has remained the most consistent over the last half decade, over the last five years or so. I think the Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL. Uh, They were my Super Bowl pick this year in 2022, not just to make it from the AFC, but to win the entire thing. They've got a lot going on. They've got a lot for opposing teams to deal with. So again, we're going to talk about the top questions facing this Jaguars team from my vantage point. And there's plenty more things to pick at, areas to poke and prod and question. But these are the top questions, in my opinion, that the Jaguars have have to face entering this do-or-die matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll get into it. First, I'd like to remind you, hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what your top questions are facing the Jaguars. You can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Check out GenJag.com. Pick up some new Duval gear. We've got our Cardiac Cats tees available in black for the first time over at GenJag.com slash shop. You can go pre-order one of those. You can also become a channel member here on YouTube. And of course, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Y'all support uh, means the world to me. Could not be doing this without you. So thank you so much. These are in no specific order, but the last one I think will be the most critical. But we'll go ahead and start with it. How on earth do you defend Travis Kelsey? This is the most dangerous tight end in the NFL over the last five years. I know you can argue that maybe some people think George Kittle's better. That doesn't matter. The point of the fact of the matter is Travis Kelsey has been the most dangerous, the most effective, the most efficient receiving tight end in the NFL for the last half decade plus. And I think he's still right there at the very top. And 
You came out last time. Of course, this is a rematch between the Jaguars and the Chiefs. They did play in Week 10. The Chiefs won that game 27-17. to um, Travis Kelsey, the Jaguars could not cover him. They had a really difficult time covering him, and they've had a difficult time covering tight ends all year. Quite frankly, for most of the Jaguars' existence as a franchise, tight end has been one of their Achilles' heels. So how do you defend the best tight end in the game? Who has the best quarterback throwing him the ball? And Doug Peterson's mentor calling the place. It is not an easy proposition because you're like, well, if we give Travis Kelsey extra attention, how the hell do we defend everything else they have to throw at you? Because they do have a lot to throw at you. But I would probably say you're not going to beat me with Kelsey. I'd probably try to go that route. Will it work? Probably not. Very few teams have, have an easy time slowing down the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in the playoffs. But I don't I don't get to make this decision. Obviously, Mike Caldwell, Doug Peterson, Jaguars coaching staff, they are going to be the ones putting together this plan. They're the ones that are putting together this plan right now. How do you defend Travis Kelsey? That is going to be the defense's most difficult task, in my opinion, from an individual matchup standpoint. Obviously, outside of just defending Patrick Mahomes, but... Obviously, we we know that both of these quarterbacks are playing at an extremely high level. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game. That's nearly an impossible task. But can you take away his favorite toy, his favorite weapon, which is Travis Kelsey? Can you attempt to? I don't know. Can you attempt to just try to have him have a normal game, not not having one of these Travis Kelsey games where he gets two touchdowns and 100 yards? I don't know. I think it's going to be tough, but... A lot of the best defensive minds, the best head coaches over the course of the last 10, 15, 20 years that I've been following this game really closely, a lot of the coaches, the best coaches, are able to take away your your number one option. It's much easier said than done with Travis Kelsey. I don't know how the Jags are going to do it. And if they do try to bracket him or or double him or just out-physical him, and they give him extra attention, that's going to be a, a difficult proposition because the Chiefs have so much team speed, and that gets me into my second question. How do you adjust to the team speed from the skill positions that the Kansas City Chiefs have on offense? Because Murray's trying to join the party here. Get her to say hello. Say hi to everyone. Looking extra derpy today. Love it. Uh <laughs> How do you adjust? Because the Los Angeles Chargers, the last team you played, they have some good skill position players. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, who he does bring plenty of speed to the tight end position. But outside of Everett, you're looking at these Chargers skill position players. They're not fast. They don't have great team speed on offense. Kansas City Chiefs? They have team speed on offense. Kadarius Tony, ever heard of him? Guy Urban Meyer wanted over Travis Etienne. Sky Moore, 
Rookie this year brings speed to the table. Marquez Valdez Scantling brings speed to the table. Jarek McKinnon brings speed to the table. Doesn't look like they're going to have McCole Hardman in this one, but it doesn't matter because I just rattled off four guys right there. Plus, you have to worry about Travis Kelsey. Four guys that bring really, really good speed to the football field for their offense. Jarek McKinnon has been a touchdown machine. Kadarius Toney is finally getting healthy. MVS, we know all about his deep speed. Sky Moore, another really fast player. How do you adjust to the speed of this game? It's going to be something that the Jaguars defense has to quickly figure out. Because again, they just played 60 minutes against a slow offense. The Chiefs are the opposite of a slow offense. So that's going to be a major adjustment. It's going to be something that they're going to have to be prepared for. And it might just take the Jags getting out on that football field and seeing the speed on the first drive. Hopefully you're able to come up with some sort of stop. Speaking of some of these receivers and skill position players, what is the energy like between the wide receivers and number five, Andre Sisco? A lot of Chiefs fans, I think a lot of Chiefs players probably think Cisco was out there headhunting last week. I didn't see it that way. I say last week, last time these two teams played. But Cisco, he came up with big, big hits against Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Really impacted Juju's season. Juju probably would have been in a 1,000-yard receiver if he was not forced into the concussion protocol there. But, in my opinion, that... That was Juju's fault. He lowered his head. Andre Sisco was leading with his shoulder. Same thing when he leapt into Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Leading with the shoulder. Now, we don't need to get into the argument here. Was it headhunting? Whatever. The bottom line is, Chiefs fans think it was headhunting. I think a lot of Chiefs players think that he came with a little bit too much on those plays. What's the energy like? Are they going after Andre Sisco? Are they trying to play more physical with him? Are they trying to get some cheap shots of their own on him? Are they a little bit intimidated? Do you see some alligator arms from a guy like Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Juju? I mean, it would be surprising to see it from Juju, but MVS, some of these other guys, if you you come out there and bring that physicality again, how does it impact them? And just the mindset of what happened last time. Are they out for revenge on Andre Sisco? I'll tell you what, I would definitely expect the Chiefs to try to trick Andre Sisco a time or two in this game. We'll see how it plays out. To put stress on him with a, with a play design, play concept, I definitely would expect that. Next question for me. Can you play better up front on offense? The Jaguars' offensive line was abysmal against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones wreaked havoc in Week 10 against the Jaguars. They've also got a number of other players that can come in and wreak havoc against the Jaguars. Frank Clark, one of the most productive pass rushers in playoff history, George Karloft is really coming on strong, a talented rookie pass rusher, the Greek freak of football out of Purdue. Kalen Saunders. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've got a bunch of guys on that Kansas City defense. Mike Dana. That can get the job done up front. Carlos Dunlap. Former Gator. Guy I thought the Jaguars might should target this year and last. They did not. It's okay. But can you play better up front on offense? Like these Jaguars offensive linemen, they should be embarrassed about what happened last time. Brandon Sheriff should be embarrassed about what happened last time. Jawan Taylor should be embarrassed about what happened last time. Cam Robinson should be embarrassed about what happened last time. Not only were they porous and pass pro, but they cost the team a touchdown when you talk about Cam Robinson, illegal man downfield, and the coaches took responsibility for that. Obviously, Cam's not in this game. Walker Little's starting now, and it looks like he's playing the best left tackle we've seen all year from the Jaguars. So you like that, but the Jags' offensive line and their offense in general has struggled more against super talented interior rushers than they have against edge rushers. And to me, Brandon Sheriff's been a big part of that. You brought him over, $18 million per year offensive guard, one of the most talented guards in football. He has not done well enough against these star interior defensive linemen. And Chris Jones is the very best one on the planet right now. Sorry, Aaron Donald. Sorry, Jeffrey Simmons. Jonathan Allen. Chris Jones is the best interior defensive lineman on the planet right now. The Jaguars struggle with interior pressure, partially because their offensive line isn't good with it, but also because when you have a good edge rusher, Trevor Lawrence can step up into that pocket and manipulate it. If you're pushing from the interior, he has nowhere to go, except to try to vacate the pocket. Now, Jags, Trevor Lawrence, he gets rid of the ball quickly. They get rid of the ball quickly. That's part of the offense. That's part of the design of the offense. If he can get the ball out quickly, early on, maybe you can mitigate some of this stuff. But it's not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy to slow down Chris Jones, Carlos Dunlap, Frank Clark, assuming he's able to get back out there. All these guys up front, their rotation. They've The Jaguars' offensive line has to play better, and the Jaguars have to have a better plan for getting the ball out quicker. Uh, in order to have some success against this Chiefs defense. All right, hero, one of the heroes of the wild card round win, miraculous wild card round comeback against the Chargers was Riley Patterson drilling that that field goal at the end of the game to give the Jaguars the win, walk-off field goal. Riley Patterson struggled last time he was in Kansas City. Really the only game he's struggled most of this year. Since week 10, when he missed two kicks against the, the Chiefs, Riley Patterson is 17 of 18, maybe 18 of 19 now, making like 95% of his kicks since then. Can he go back in there and right the wrongs of last time? Because again, the Jaguars lost 27 to 17. You put that Cam Robinson touchdown back on the board where he got illegal man downfield or you put 
Those two misses from Riley Patterson on the board. You're talking about a much closer ball game. You're talking about a game that's potentially tied. So can Riley get the job done for you? He has most of this year. He did last week. He did not do it last time you were in Kansas City. Can he flip the script there? How do you get off to a better start? That's my final question and the most important question. The Jaguars, they are the cardiac cats. They were down 27-0 to the Chargers. They were down 27-10 to the Cowboys. They were down by 10 points in the fourth quarter to the Ravens. Around 17 nothing to the Raiders. Yet, they have come back in all those football games. I don't think that's the game you want to play against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the one thing you can say throughout history, Andy Reid has been more conservative. He has been known to take his foot off the gas pedal. But I don't expect him to do that this week. I don't expect him to do that one bit. He has seen what the Jaguars have done this year when teams let up, when teams take their foot off the gas pedal. He's seen it. Andy Reid's seen what what the Jaguars do when they get down big. They come storming back. And so I think he will keep his foot on the gas pedal a bit more than he normally does. And I think Patrick Mahomes... You talk about this guy, you can't give Patrick Mahomes a lead. You can't give him 20 points. I think the most the Jaguars can come back from in this game, if it gets to 21, stick a fork in him, in my opinion. Now, if the Jaguars go down 14 or 17, could they potentially claw their way back in? Yeah, I think so. But that's not the game you want to play. How about you come out in the first quarter, you get a stop, you score a touchdown. That's what you need. Because if you can do that, then you're in a real battle. And it's going to be a real battle for four quarters because the Jaguars do not quit. Patrick Mahomes and these Chiefs will not quit. You've got two of the very best offensive play callers who happen to be mirror images of each other. Andy Reid, the master. Doug Peterson, the apprentice. I think Doug's graduated beyond the apprentice stage at this point. But you get the point there. These are reverse reverse sides of the same coin. They know exactly how each other thinks. It's going to be a fantastic matchup. I can't wait for it. But Doug's got to figure out a way to get his team to be able to be focused enough, to be ready enough mentally in terms of what are they going to be facing, what types of defenses are they going to be facing, what offense are they going to be. You've got to figure it out. How do you have a better first quarter? And however Doug can figure that out. If they can figure that out, it's going to give them a chance to really, really spoil some people's uh, divisional round weekend here. But but can Doug figure it out? Can these players figure it out? How to score in the first quarter. How to get some stops early on. How to not turn the football over early. We'll see. It's going to be fun to watch, but those are my top questions. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you think. You can also drop a comment comment section below on YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button, notification bell so you don't miss a show. Again, you can check out genjag.com and pick up a Cardiac Cats tee available in black for the first time for pre-order right now over at genjag.com slash shop. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Enjoy the rest of your Victory Wednesday.
And we'll be back with a lot more content focusing on Jaguars at Chiefs this the rest of this week. Thank you so much, Duval. Have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.